are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us, Locked On Rays at gmail.com. We are planning to do another mailbag episode this week, so you do have some time in there if you want to send us a little comment or question or observation regarding Rays baseball or otherwise. Uh, Ulysses, it is a Monday, which means it's time for our takeaways, observations, and what we learned from, I can't believe I'm saying this, the final weekend of the 2021 regular season for MLB. Oh man, it came, uh, it came by fast, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, it it flew by this 2021 season, but it was entertaining. And that's how, you know, that we all were having fun because I can't believe that it's already uh, October baseball. There won't be any race baseball until Thursday. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a good thing. We want, (laughs) we want to not have a one game, uh, you know, battle Royale for, for, for one spot there. But uh, I just after the, this 162 games, I just want to throw numbers at, at, at the listeners and, and you, Kevin, 61 players in 2021, mm-hmm. 38 pitchers, 18 rookies, four starting rotate the four of the five uh, of the starting rotation are rookies, probably the, the best bat available in the lineup is a rookie mm-hmm. who's 20 years old. It's it just what I feel, I feel motif of, of this season has been contribute as much as you can for as long as you can. And I'm talking Chris Archer, those 19 innings. Yeah. It, it would have been nice to have been 90, mm-hmm. but thank you for those 19. Um, David Hess. Hey, guess what? Thank you for providing the eight or nine innings because somebody had to pitch those. And because David has pitched those, you didn't have to use Ryan Thompson or Andrew Kittredge or Colin McHugh. Mm -hmm. So thank you, David has it's contributed as as much as you can in 2021 for as long as you can. Evan Phillips, Conley, Jeffrey Springs, Ryan Sheriff, all of these guys that just put Vidal Brujan, Mm -hmm. Taylor Walls, Josh Lowe, this team is just so many parts and components, and that's why this team is so special when you compare it to the Yankees or you compare it to the Red Sox. Because when those guys, when those two teams miss a couple of guys, then you can see the the, the big cracks. And I think that we can see that with the Yankees lineup being so one-dimensional when they're missing a guy like DJ LeMahieu. That's huge. That's huge, right? So the race don't have that. Oh, it, it, it's really impressive. So when Yandy's not playing, Joey Wendell is playing. When G-Man Choi's not playing, it's okay. You can f- put Francisco Mejia there, and he doesn't make an error. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you have. Randy Rosarena's not playing. That's okay. Manny Margot is playing. It, the, the, the versatility that this team has shown in 2021 is tremendous, and I feel like we, we have to take uh, stock into that after a 162-game season. The rookie of the year, Randy Rosarena, is a 2020 guy. 
I mean, it, it's yes. just all over the place, Kevin. It's all over the place. And so I just want to take some time in this takeaway to just give a, a high five to everybody out there that contributed just an inning, just three at-bats. It's all the sum of the parts, and that's just a beautiful thing that we got to watch in, in 2021. You mentioned 18 rookies, and many of those, several of those have been significant contributors. Winning 100 games with that many rookies, that many different players, that many different contributors, is this the start of a dynasty, a three, five, seven-year dynasty for this franchise? Uh, you, you'd hope for seven, but I think a lot of, uh, again, watching so much baseball, seven-year dynasties are, are very difficult to come by. Now, can the race do it? Yeah, sure, they can do it. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just be like, okay, seven years. This, that's that. No, uh, if if we're being honest, and I want seven years, then 2019 counts mm-hmm. and 2020 counts. So this is the third year of that seven year run. So we're, we're already in the thick of it. I feel like a lot of race fans in race nation uh, feel like that. Like, oh, it's just gonna be forever. Like, it's not. So we have to enjoy this. Very much so. A hundred win seasons do not happen that often. So enjoy it, really. Just just take in every pitch, every inning, and 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 with that chip on our shoulder that we have the best team, not only in franchise history but in the American League. So when Uh-oh. you say seven years, sure, I'll take seven. But this is the third year of those seven years. Oh, you're hijacking my takeaway that I have. I have a hypothetical question for you, which we will get to. (laughs) But you mentioned a lot of players and some different numbers there. I just want to gauge your take on this real quick before we move along, because I do think we should appreciate what the race, whatever happens in the postseason, let's savor and salvage what the race have been able to do this year, where not many people, if anybody, expected them to make the playoffs. Who knows if Eric Neander in the back of his mind was thinking, yeah, we're going to win 90, 92, 95, 98, 100 games. I don't think anybody in their right mind could have expected or predicted that with all that had gone on in the offseason and otherwise. But uh, it was a big weekend for Brandon Lau. It was a big weekend for Randy Rosarina. It was a big weekend for some others. But I just want to push aside and not to mitigate what Wander Franco has done this season with the on-base streak, of course, uh, before that ended, uh, oddly, in an odd fashion. But what do you think, what do you consider right now to be the more impressive feat? Brandon Lau as a second baseman, 39 homers, and do I count it right? Yes, 99 RBI. Mike Zanino, 33 homers from the catcher spot in 109 games. Austin Meadows driving in 106 runs in 142 games or Randy Rosarina being the third player in franchise history to go 2020. Those are really good options. Those are really good options. If this was an SAT test, I'd be like these four multiple choice. There's select all. Yeah. All (laughs) the above. Where's the all of the above? Yeah. Uh, I think from year to year, We've I've, we've already seen what Austin Meadows can do healthy, and that's being a 90-plus RBI guy in 2019. I think mm-hmm. he had 88. So 100 is not so much of a stretch, so I have to take that one off the list. Uh, Randy Rosarena, we, after seeing the October, 
I was actually kind of silently, I never said this on the microphone, but uh, I was hoping that he could be a 2020 guy. Like you could, you could see the, the talent. And, yeah. and, and so that's already like, okay, that he could be that guy. So got to take yeah. that one off the list. That might well. be the most unsurprising, quite frankly. Exactly. So when you then look at Zunino and Brendan Lau, well, guess what? It's, it's, it's 2021. Everybody gets a trophy participation trophy for everybody. And I'll give a, a participation trophy for both of them. Brandon Lau for the, the comeback within the mm-hmm. season. That's unreal to be touching 40 home runs, a hundred RBIs. When this guy on June 10th had a 660 OPS, Kevin, he was yes. unplayable. He was unplayable in, until the second week of June. And then he went off. I mean, then he just completely went off, even against lefties. He just started mashing mm-hmm. against everybody, just completely uh, a crazy run. So that I'd have to give it to Brandon Law within the season. But let's not forget Big Mike, uh, yeah. because the first two years were just such an aberration at the plate with him saying it, with him even taking less money to come back to the team, trying to prove himself that he wasn't that guy. And he, guess what? He proved himself. He can be way more than what he showed in 2019 and 2020, popping more than 30 home runs in the catching position, whilst also improving behind the plate, what he did in 2020. I know a lot of people don't like to say it, but in 2020, I know it's like, it, it was less of a sample size, but his defensive metrics did dip. And, and 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 rather dramatically in 2020, he picked that up in 2021 alongside the the bad production. So those two guys over year to year, yeah. Zunino within the year, it's Brandon Lau. I would also have to go with Brandon Lau too because even though for most of Mike Zunino's career with the Rays, it has been less than desirable offensively, but he had shown he can be a 25 homer guy at least. We do know he had that power within him back when he was with the Seattle Mariners where Brandon Lau, yeah, we saw him in 50, 60, 80 game spurts of what could be, but for him to essentially play 150 games and 39 home runs as a second baseman and to stay healthy and to get stronger as the season wears on and to not just listen to the outside noise and figure out a way to hit against lefties and not look some of the approach stuff and some of the, the swings and the misses that he had earlier on in the season where he was just pressing and looked like a double a player or yeah. a single a player that had just gotten called up. He had looked like quite frankly, Jared Kellenick at times when he had just made his MLB debut. So to really flip things, uh, one eighty uh, is huge for him. And, the big question for him going forward is going to be, can he keep it up into the playoffs and contribute into the playoffs? Because he had, yes, short season last year, but he slid in the playoffs. It was, he was expected to be a big time contributor and he wasn't that guy. Now, maybe things are a little bit different now that he's got some help around him. He's got uh, Nelson Cruz that can pinch in a little bit. Wander Franco can help out. There's some others that can step up to the plate as well. So I just wanted to throw that out there again. A uh, lot of impressive seasons yeah. uh, from the Rays individually. And then on the on the whole, it's been an amazing, amazing ride. Something else that's amazing, Ulysses, DirecTV. Uh, not only amazing, but impressive too. Today, I want to tell you all about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle. 
DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part of it all, there's no annual annual contract. I hate annual contracts. I even hate saying them, so I stutter (laughs) them. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. I'll say it again for the folks over there. That's directtv.com. We also want to tell you about an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Listeners can make up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code BASEBALL to get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.25 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump any longer. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BASEBALL. It sounded like somebody was pumping gas in the background there, but I think that's just the uh, blender, the the smoothie machine. In, that's right, in another baby. room. That's right. Uh, that's some inside baseball here. <laughs> uh, I I hope I, I don't think the uh, listeners can hear. That's just us. That's okay. No, but, that's just for us. I, uh, I I bet they they're like, what what smoothie? What is he talking about? Yeah, they have no idea. Yeah. They have no idea. If only they were here, sitting alongside us. Um, A live locked on. My goodness. All right. How about that? There wow. we go. Um, Okay, so Ulysses, you threw this out there and just want to confirm that what you said is what you believe, that this team, 2021, yeah, it is, or is it, the best in franchise history? Hands down, there's no, no you know how there are, nowadays it seems to be that everybody has their own facts. Uh, I, right. <laughs> Facts don't matter it's anymore. Like, nope, this is what I believe, so it's a fact. Yes. Um. Yeah. Not. Not with this. This is the thing. This is the best regular season. Like, then why do we have seasons? Why do we have wins and losses? If you can say, well, that other team was bad. No, they won less. The same schedule. You're wrong. That's you know, pitchers throw harder now. Pitchers throw with more movement now. Uh, it, it's just more of a difficult. Right. Game. There's COVID happening. So then the the whole psychology, the whole psychology of that and what that entails yes this is the best franchise team ever ever punto there's nothing to debate here yeah i agree with you i just want to bring up some other points here uh 2020 of course the rays would have been on pace for 108 wins but let's just say you play a full season there i don't know if they get to 108 Uh, a lot of things can happen i i I mean, the Orioles were a damn near playoff team in that 60-game season. I'll give you – exactly. I'll give you – the Marlins made it to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, The Houston Astros were an under-500 team. So I think a lot of things can happen in in 60 games. I haven't done the math, but maybe in the offseason when – if I get too bored, I will look at the schedule and I will see a 60-game span and see if the Rays ever Mm. played more than 40-20. Because if they did, then it's a moot point. You know what? That's – Actually, a really, really good point, and that's something that would have to be looked into. If I would guess, I'm sure there's been a period where that has happened. Now, of course, besides the 162 mark the Rays have had this year, 
2008, the team went 97 and 65. 2010, 96 and 66. 2019, 96 and 66. And the only other point or argument I would have against this team being the best in franchise history uh, is maybe the strength of the rest of the division. And look, you had basically three 90 plus win teams this year, but you also had a team pulling it up the rear in the Orioles at 52 and 110. Now, whereas some of those other years, 2008, for example, you know, the, the Red Sox won 95 games, the Yankees, 89, the Blue Jays, 86, the Orioles had 68 wins. So let's remember that the Rays also, and this is what they should have done was to take advantage of the Orioles this year. They, they went 18 and one, but the Orioles were just so, so non-competitive to the point where you racked up and banked quite a few wins, but that's at the end of the day, that's what you're supposed to do. And then just to make another point here, 2010, uh, the Yankees won 95 games, the Red Sox 89, the Blue Jays 85, and the Orioles 66. And then I'll say this about, um, what else did I miss? The, the 2019 year, actually. So the Rays, of course, uh, didn't win the division. That was the Yankees. And then the Red Sox won 84 games, the Blue Jays 67, Orioles 54. So that, I, I think we can definitely throw the 2019 year out as, you know, the, the best or second best or whatever it may be. But that that's really the only argument I can come up with. I mean, the, the, the facts and the stats also, you, we look at runs scored yeah. and runs allowed. Yeah. I mean, that's really the best margin that you can have for this year. I don't know if the Rays have ever averaged. I mean, they, They've scored the most runs in franchise history. We're one of the best offensive teams in baseball, maybe the second best offensive and, team in baseball when you when you come down to brass tacks here. And again, you, you can't just look at one thing because at some point for a decade, almost the 2009 team had scored the most runs and that team didn't even make the playoffs. So you can't yeah. only just look at one factor and say, well, that's what makes it the, the, the best team in franchise history. But when you look at so many factors of this 2021 team, and then you would look at number one, number one, number one. Kevin, yeah. it, there's only been six guys who have hit 100 RBIs or more. This team almost had two, one away right. of having two in this season. Uh, it, it, the best bullpen, uh, at least by ERA standards, uh, was this team. The, the most outings allowing one run or less from the opposition 58 times. That happened with the Rays. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they were just really competitive every time. Even if they lost, they made it a competitive game. I think maybe two months ago, we did like the clunker co- countdown, I think you yeah. did. And it was around six or seven. Maybe what? You add two more to that? Maybe nine, less than 10. Less than 10 clunkers. What? A- I have no doubt in my mind that regular season, and that's why maybe I should have said that from the beginning. When you talk about regular season teams, this is the best regular season team. Now, we can't judge this team against the 08 or the 2020, not even the 2019 or 2010, 2011. Yeah. You got to make the playoffs. You have to see how the playoffs go. But I will say this. I don't remember the last time I felt so confident in a race team. And I don't remember the last time where I would say, if they don't get to the ALCS, this is going to be a bust. Because that's exactly how I feel. It's pretty wild. And I'll say a couple more things about this season, too. This might also, in addition to being the best team in franchise history, 
It certainly, as you alluded to with the number of players used and rookies used and so forth, maybe the most unconventional year for the Rays as well. You look at, there's been four guys this year for the Rays that have thrown at least 100 innings. Do you know who those guys are, Ulysses? Uh, Waka, Yarbrough, McClanahan, and... Oh, Fleming. Fleming. Those are the four guys who have thrown the most innings, and three of them have... Subpar seasons. ERA is above five. That's a subpar. And then you have a rookie, Shane McClanahan. It's unreal. And what they've been able to do, again, 61 players, 38 pitchers, 18 rookies. It's crazy. Now, what I'll also say, last thing here, um, and I think it it does make sense considering the amount of runs scored and the offense that the team has provided this year. What I appreciate about this team compared to other years is – there is, there's very few, if any, dead weight players where holes in the lineup where, oh, how is this guy in the lineup and getting four or five right. bats? Because every other year, again, as the team currently stands right now, yeah. assuming there's no major injuries, the way that they can mix and match, the depth that they have, they can put forth a lineup or a series of batters where it's like there's not a true super weak link. Whereas pretty much every other playoff year, all those other top seasons, you can point to a guy or two and maybe several guys yeah. that you can say, oh boy, we got this guy in the lineup. That's an offer. Uh, for example, 2020, Renfro and Yoshi for the most part. Yeah. 2019, Daniel Robertson and Guillermo Heredia. And I'm not I'm not just picking out names. These guys are getting legitimate at bats. You're talking about 200, 300 plate appearances. Last year, Renfro and Yoshi got like, I mean, they were up there in terms of plate well, appearances across a 60-game season. Well, Kevin, not only that, it's not a personal attack. It's just those guys, do you think that with the production in those years, they would have made this playoff team? No, 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 no. no. Guillermo Heredia has no 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 place in in a race 2021 yeah. team, and Daniel Robertson either, and, and, and Yoshi Sutsugo obviously did not, and, and Renfro didn't either. Um, yeah, you can definitely look uh, up and down it and see some holes, but this team is just so deep. Kevin, it's so deep that no regular player. This is insane. I know it's only one portion of, of the pie chart here, but no player that gets regular playing time has a sub 700 OPS except for one guy. Do you know who that one guy is? I would have to say Kevin Kiermeyer. Incorrect. Manuel Margot. Okay. Do you know what his OPS actually is? 699. 697. Okay. Very close. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just very deep all, all around. We always talk about what BA says when another team is making their 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 pitching plan they they highlight one guy to be hey i'm not gonna get beaten by this guy who are they highlighting uh, on the other side i mean are are they putting nelson cruz are they doing wonder franco are they doing austin meadows are they doing brandon lau are they doing randy rosarena mike zunino i mean that's that's more than half of the lineup already yeah and honestly wonder might give you the toughest at bat of any of those guys. It might not always end in a home run or an extra base hit, but he's going to make you work for it. That's for sure. And then going back just to kind of finish home, drive home the point here, 2010, you had Reed Brignac, Willie Ibar, Kelly Shopik getting a lot of at-bats. 2008, uh, Johnny Gomes, he had 
darn near 200 plate appearances in a 182 average, yeah. whereas the the Rays don't have room or no. there's not a spot for for those types of guys on this roster, which speaks to a lot there. Uh, and you know what, Ulysses, some of it might be to the fact that these guys are just eating built bars left and right, and it's giving them enough energy to have quality at bats day yeah. in, day out. Well, well, you talk about a deep lineup. Built Bar might have the deepest lineup, even deeper than, than the racer. They've got mm. coconut batting leadoff, cherry barcia, then raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. When have you ever seen a lineup where German chocolate is batting ninth? I've never <laughs> seen that before. And let's check, check out their macros, 17 to 18 grams protein, Calories are ranging from 130 to 180, uh, four to five grams net carbs, four to five grams sugar. They all have amazing flavors. They're all tasty and they're all healthy too. And they've got chocolate, which is the best part of it all. So you've got to order yourself some Built Bars today. Go to Built.com. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You will get 15% off if you use that code, LOCKED15. So today, go to Built.com. Get yourself that big, big lineup of Built Bars, and they're delicious. They're healthy. Uh, and order today with promo code LOCKED15. ESPN has gotten their wish. Yankees, Red Sox. There we go. It's happening. The wild card game. Or I like to say game 163, but whatever. The wild card game. Uh, over under four hours. hours. Yeah. <laughs> over under four hours and 10 minutes oh, for this ball game. I, I'm going to say over. I really hope. Uh, no, I'm going to say under. I hope, I hope under. I hope. I'm just going to go with my hope. I hope it's less than four hours because, yeah. my goodness. Well, you know, MLB executives must just be just drooling right now. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the ratings bonanza that it means to have a one game playoff against these two franchises. First of all, if you're a Red Sox or Yankees bandwagon, like casual fan, you're watching this game. Right. So the harder so everybody that's wearing those colors are watching that game. But then 28 other fan bases hate the Yankees and the Red Sox. So they're also going to be tuning in for the hate. Yeah. So it's, it's just a ratings bonanza that's going to happen for, for, for MLB on Tuesday. And, um, you know, they, they wanted it and they got it. Yeah. It's uh, let me just say this. I think that the game is going to end past midnight with an eight Oh eight start. But, Oof. uh, of course, one of these teams, the Yankees or the Red Sox will be facing the Rays in the ALDS Ulysses, who do you want? Who do you want out of these two teams facing the Rays beginning on Thursday night? Question, man, and 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 I think we've talked about this ad nauseum for a whole. Month, it seems like, and I've never gotten to, you know, get an answer. If I want to miss an ace, then it's the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Uh, twice because Garrett Cole will be pitching on Tuesday. Then he'll only get to pitch once as a starter, at least right um, uh, for the Yankees. Once the, the Red Sox have Chris sale going twice game two and game five. Now, if I have to compare, get one Garrett Cole to maybe two sales uh, sale didn't look that good. Right. So maybe you want to hit sale and, and, and avoid completely Garrett Cole. But then again, the lineups, I think the, the Yankee lineup is a one-dimensional lineup. You know what they're trying to do at the box. Like all of those guys, mm -hmm. they're trying to do one thing. So it'll be easier to 
make up a pitching plan. The Red Sox don't have that problem. Yeah, they can take you out, but they're more dynamic of a lineup than yeah. than than the Yankees. So then that's a little bit more treacherous. But let's go back to the bullpen. Who? What bullpen do you think is a little bit better, the Red Sox bullpen or the Yankees? I would, I don't want to face that Yankee bullpen. It's I know true. it's had its struggles, but not like the Red Sox one. And it's always difficult to to face our oldest Chapman. Yes. I know I know the Rays have had magical moments against him in the past, but that's why they're magical moments. That's the exception to the rule. It, that they're magical because they never happen. Yeah. That so so it's a tough one. I I, I don't think I actually still have an answer. I, I really don't. Mm. I'll, I'll have to see how um, they the bullpens are used on Tuesday and see which one gets more depleted because I know the Red Sox bullpen has been taxed lately. Right. So how many innings does Nate Eovaldi give him? If he gives him four or five, give me the Red Sox. Yeah. Give me the Red Sox. You know what? Uh, I would rather the Rays, again, just speaking as of right now, things change, things are fluid. I would rather see them go up against the Yankees in the ALDS. And here's part of the reason why. Uh, you made a really good point about Garrett Cole and Chris Sale and that dynamic. Um, one, I mean, we do have the news of DJ LeMahieu hitting the IL. So yeah. that is one really professional, professional hitter that you're taking out of the equation against uh, many Rays rookies that would be potentially going up against him. Uh, I think that the Rays getting some very, very late season experience. I mean, the last weekend of the regular season at Yankee Stadium was big. Yes. And they have an idea of what they would be going into. Yeah, it, it's about as close as a playoff atmosphere as you were going to get there. It gave the the defense an opportunity to see how the field plays. I think it, it's not total uncharted waters. I can't remember. Well, I know the, the Rays did play in Fenway back earlier in the month. But again, that's there's some leeway time and there's a lot of different quirks with Fenway it's Park. It's, so it's different 162 yeah. to 131. And I think there's some confidence there with the Rays of taking two of three and very well, very closely could have swept the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And really, let's be honest, the pressure's all on New York right now. Who yes. had all the preseason? Who was going to win this division in the offseason? It was the Yankees. I mean, and after that, it was the Blue Jays. People were talking Yankees and Blue Jays, and then it was Rays, Red Sox, or Red Sox, Rays, where I think the Red Sox are still kind of, I don't want to say playing out of their shoes, but it's like, it's not like they, there were these mounting expectations on them preseason where no. Aaron Boone might be playing or coaching for his job right now. And there's, you, you I, I think it's all on New York to be able to perform and, and live up to that hype and that expectation. And I think, and I actually looked this up too. So the Rays did go 11 and eight versus the Yankees and the Red Against Sox, both, but yeah. Look at the run differentials. Um, the Rays outscored the Red Sox just 106 to 104. They outscored the Yankees 95 to 50. When the Rays Look won, they would win big. Yeah. As we saw on, I guess, Saturday. Well, you can take there were many games like that. Yeah. You can take two of those the 14 uh, to zero game and then the 12 to two the other yeah. day, right? So. Yeah, those are big wins. So maybe you know if you if you take that differential off, it's yeah. still a, it's still larger than the Red Sox one. So yeah. no, I, I think again that's a one. It's a more one dimensional 
team, a lineup. So it's it's going to be easier to create a pitching plan. You just saw them. Uh, you only get Garrett Cole once. Right. Uh, if you have to lean one, uh, yeah, I, I I see your point. I I, I think you, you you can take the Yankees, but overall, Kevin, and I know that you know, knocking win. on wood. Yeah. I just don't see how they lose. I, 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 both of these yeah. series, if it's against the Red Sox or the Yankees, I just feel like they're playing just great baseball and there's confidence there. Even mm-hmm. when they can't hear each other in Yankee Stadium, they still yes. make the play. And, you know, you know, I feel like there's some words and, and some like, you know, maybe body language that you wouldn't like to have seen. But otherwise, they made they made the play. I yeah. remember in 2019, in game one or two of the ALDS, Brendan Lau, you know, went out for a little blooper and let it and let it drop and it scored two. Those are things that would happen to the Blue Jays in 2021. Right. You need that playoff experience. You need the playoff reps. That's not happening yeah. this year, and that's good to see. And you mentioned the Blue Jays, and I think it just goes to speak and. It was a heck of a weekend, a wild, wild weekend, chaotic weekend for yes. baseball, which is great that actually people are talking about that in addition to college football in the NFL. But it just goes to show you that those games in April, May and June matter. And maybe going forward, uh, maybe try to trade for Jose Barrios a week or two earlier. Do the Nelson Cruz raise move because yeah. that extra win or two legitimately could have been the difference, not to mention the fact that George Springer was hurt throughout the season and playing in three different cities, three different ballparks wasn't look, I I give credit to the blue Jays for really making a push towards the end. It certainly wasn't easy going from Dunedin to Buffalo to Toronto and then having a limited capacity and everything. They ended the season. I looked this up. They ended the season, Ulysses leading all of baseball and homers and having the fewest strikeouts in baseball. 262 homers compared to the Giants, 241, 1,218 strikeouts compared to Houston's 1,222. Not to mention you had multiple MVP candidates and in, in Vlad Guerrero and Marcus Simeon. I mean, that was a it was a great I, run. That was a great run it, for them. It, it, yeah. it was magical. But at the end of the day, Kevin, they had their shot in their last week against the Yankees, and mm-hmm. they didn't take care of, uh, of the Yankees. And they were playing in Toronto, were they not? They were playing in Toronto. So uh, I, I just I, I I feel for them, but not that much. Yeah. When you had the opportunity to get yours, the Yankees got theirs. The the Yankees beat the best team in the AL for to go to the playoffs. That is true. The Red Sox beat a bad team, <laughs> the Nationals, uh, but they but they came back. Yeah, they got theirs. The Jays, great story, but you didn't get yours. Yeah. And also uh, on the other side, National League, you have a 106 win team in the wild card. The LA Dodgers. Can Love we it. get at least a three game wild card? That's no, all I'm asking just from d- d- eliminate divisions. Eliminate divisions. All right. The well, best teams should go to the playoffs regardless of their geographical standing on a map. That'll have to be an off-season topic. That'll be a question for Klosky, maybe, later on. Uh, Thanks again for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day, and we will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, check out the Locked on MLB podcast.